Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of our podcast. I'm sure that you've had, you know, fantastic weekends. You probably had, um, you know, um, they've actually opened event centers for Nigerians. I'm sure that some of you have, you know, visited some of these um, event centers to have birthday celebrations and, you know, wedding parties and all of that. But um, it's a good thing to be able to have, you know, physical attendance and, to be able to mix with people. But of course, as important as it is, it's also very important that those precautionary measures are still yeah. put in place um, while we are having all of those, you know, enjoyments. But generally, I trust that your weekend was good. Mine was awesome as well, you know. Though we ha- I had a lot to do, but it's been good, general. What about yeah. you, Damala? How's your weekend? Yeah, my, my weekend was was quite interesting and you 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 are a boss yeah i'm, I'm not a boss so you are that was, you are busy <laughs> but my own was a chilled weekend because I, I i went i went kayaking you know so and ah uh-uh, nice <laughs> i don't like uh, thing and i mean who is the no, boss no, here that's not the mark of the boss people are busy that are bossy yeah, so yeah, it was it was it was a good experience. I mean, uh, it was you know me just throwing myself out there and being a, and you know putting myself on the edge. Yeah. Which is good. So, so that means you try yeah, something new. So I mean, I've ticked that off my my, oh, my list. So it's remaining bungee jumping and skydiving. So I'm looking forward. Ah! To it. <laughs> I'm not okay. going to tell my parents about that. That's some adrenaline pump. <laughs> So yeah, it was quite interesting, and I mean, like like you said, a lot of places have, have opened up, and uh, things are gradually, you know, getting back to normal. Church schools are opening up, uh, and and yeah. So yeah. I mean, the old one bears, I'm sure, will be coming back soon, and you know, I can't wait to eat party rice. No, 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 they're oh, back. They're amazing. back. So I mean, I can't wait to yeah. eat party rice, the party jollof. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Jollof, the guest that we are having, that we are speaking to today, is uh, uh, mm-hmm. is based in America, but is actually from Ghana. And when we are having the conversation, I mean, you mentioned Ghanaian Jollof, and as I, I just decided I don't want to, I don't want to have the fight. So we'll not start world war. Like this is not the battle is not for today. I've forgiven him. (laughs) We all have. We all have. We all have. Yeah. So we're speaking with Sam Badu. Uh, He's the founder of Flurry. It was an interesting conversation and uh, it's something that we definitely want to share with 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 you, the listeners, and we'll share that you know after this short break. Stay tuned. Hi, Introtech Business Series. Thank you for the good work that you're doing. Your podcasts are always interesting, thought-provoking, and educational. I am Ines, and I'm following you from Johannesburg, South Africa. Hi, Sam. How are you doing? Well, I'm good. Uh, for me, thank you very much for having me here. The more I, I appreciate the invitation. I'm looking forward to a wonderful conversation with you Um and and it's good to hang out again. Yeah, great, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How is it on the on, on your side of the world? I'm in the Midwest. I'm in Ohio. Um, the weather today is a bit gloomy. It's starting to get slightly cold, um, which is expected. But mm. everything else is is okay. We're all coping with uh, the effects of the pandemic. So primarily working from home um, and mm. not going out as much as usual. Mm, okay. But how has that worked out? Have you been able to adjust to your normal? 
just defining. Oh no, no it's it's been great, right? So transitioning from going out every day to to the uh-huh. office and being home, it has its advantages and disadvantages. Um, mm. I find that I am working way more, so that's a negative.、Um, <laughs> I don't have as much of the boundaries, but in terms of being able to be closer to the family, that's paid、mm. off、uh, pretty well,、um, especially with the little one. So there's a lot、mm. of time that we're spending here. I mean, the lines have been blurred. That work-life balance, right?、Uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you just you just have to try because I mean, the, the work has to be done. Tell us、uh, a bit about yourself. Like, tell us your story.、Uh, that's an interesting one.、Um, my story is still being written.、Um, mm, okay. <laughs> what has already come?、Um, I can give you、um, a bit about that. So,、um, I'm Ghanaian. Um, Ghana Jollof will always win. You know,、uh, <laughs> I, I grew up for the most part in in Accra. I was born in Accra, lived between Accra and Tema, where my family、um, is,、um, up until I was about seventeen. Right, so I went to boarding school in Ghana for,、oh. for high school, and then I was fortunate enough.、Um, To have a UN scholarship that took me to Morocco sometime in 2008.、Um, so I spent about five years in in Morocco studying,、um, where I got very active with、um, the community and also in technology.、Uh, I think back then we were all very fascinated by Google AdWords、um, around 2008-2009,、um, and was was part of a community. That was helping small businesses learn how to use、um, Google AdWords to put themselves out there a little bit more.、Yeah. Um, I also worked with、um, a young group of volunteers that brought the second ever TEDx event to Morocco, which we had in Ujda,、um, and that was really eye-opening、um, to see how technology、uh, could unite could unite different people,、um, you know, from different places. Um, especially given the diversity of the student body there,、um, getting to the very end, latter parts of my time there, I volunteered a year with a German nonprofit,、uh, Comité d'Entraide Internationale, and with a focus on helping Sub-Saharan African immigrants. Um, who were trying to get to Europe and had been stranded there,、uh, stranded there. Now that was my very first realization of the broader issue that immigration faces, the the broader conversation of what it really means to not have means to an opportunity in your own country. I focused my thesis work on social entrepreneurship and how.、Um, Economies were were growing as a result of that. I mean, at that time, was Mohamed Yunus was was a great、um, influencer、um, in my life at that point in time, and what the Grameen Bank meant to India. And I truly felt that you know we could have a bit of that in in Africa.、Uh, left, went to Ghana in 2012、uh, with a group of young men who also shared a very similar vision, and I started a company called Heal the World, which was my very first social. Entrepreneur, you know, experience, you know, building a company in that regard. 
went on from there, started my my first company, Kitchen Express, which was a grocery delivery company that was way way beyond its time or way before its time. Uh, didn't work out too well as we learned from our failures. Left out of that about six months and then started a consulting firm, uh, Porter & Dale, which was focused on providing strategy consulting and management advice to small businesses and startups, both in West Africa and for businesses or startups that were focused on doing more Africa-related business. Uh, this led to some really interesting collaborations, really interesting client work, one of which I'm most proud would be Boating, the ethical eyewear company in Canada, which is doing very well. The work that we did there laid a lot of groundwork for what Boating um, is now able to do both in Africa and then in North America. So that's, that's a bit of a background into uh. You know, my early uh, stages, primarily on the continent before moving out. Currently, what do you think? So I'm currently uh, founder and CEO of uh, Flurry. Uh, Flurry is a health insurance marketplace that allows immigrants uh, living in the U.S. and in the diaspora to be able to compare and buy health insurance for their families back home. That's that's what I'm currently doing, building a company with a team of really great people who have different experiences around their own immigrant um, stories, how we're, we're making life better for, for immigrants and their loved ones back home. All right. That, that's, that's quite interesting. But I mean, listening to your journey so far, I mean, there's no mention of insurance, right? Nothing related to insurance. So I'm quite curious. How did the, you know, how did you get into the insurance space? How did Ferry come about that? Why, why was that something that you thought that, hey, this is a space that you wanted to go into, uh, especially at this moment? Insurance is not something that I ever thought of, but there's always the context, right? When I was born, uh, my dad was an insurance salesman. Um, he was very early at um, the state insurance company in Ghana in in the late 80s, getting into the 90s. So I, I grew up with my dad doing that uh, before he transitioned to starting his own travel um, and tour company. I never really thought much of that until very recently, right? After having experienced um, setting losses in my life over the last three years, I started to pay attention more to how in the U.S. Um, where I live, we mitigate the same risks, uh, primarily around healthcare and providing for other forms of risk coverage. Right? Insurance is just a transfer of risk for a known outcome or something that's going to happen. You're going to get sick. You don't know, but it's going to happen. Right? When that happens, you can either choose to carry that risk yourself or to pass on that risk um, to an entity uh, to whom you pay a fixed amount to cover that risk. It's a very basic principle that is very well utilized um, in developed countries, but very underutilized back home. And mm. understanding my, my desire to have a greater impact in healthcare access on the continent pushed me to have to learn more and understand um, insurance. So I, I enrolled, um, you know, to study um, and become an accredited or licensed um, insurance producer and broker here 
in the U.S. And that's kind of what drove my journey into insurance. It, it was really around um, there's a problem that I'd like to solve, and that mm. requires me to have a better understanding of yeah. a particular field called insurance. And that's what led me there. That's quite interesting. Uh, uh, so you mentioned what what, what uh, you're trying to to achieve. It's a great thing. I mean, being that we have seen uh, publications of numbers as regards um, the flow of uh, funds uh, back to Africa, right? Uh, and the diaspora is 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 quite huge in terms of their contribution to you know the uh, the economy of of African countries, right? Uh, and I mean, I see how this plays into all of that. But one thing that we have struggled with, uh, especially in this part of the world, is is that trust element. You know, in terms of uh, insurance companies actually paying claims and being there for for their customers. In this in this kind of model, I mean, what I'm seeing is they have to trust the insurance companies, right? Because they're talking about my mother here, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to pay you a certain amount of money in order to take, in order to ensure that when my mother is ill, all she needs to do is get to the hospital and she'll be taken care of. She doesn't have to pay anything. The convenience, right? You know, how, how do you plan to solve for that that element of trust that, that is there? So how do you manage the concerns from, I mean, your direct customers, the, the migrants, and then, you know, engaging those uh, insurance companies who you are partnering with on the ground here in Africa? Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Adebo Ali Banjo. I'm co-founder, CEO at MyCover.ai, and we are building Africa's digital insurance infrastructure. For the latest news on insurance technology in Africa, keep listening to InsurTech Business Series and stay updated. Okay, um, I'm just about to keep listening before you answer, I, I want to understand that this is but that will be um, self insurance to, you know, um, those in the diaspora for their family members in their home country, if I'm correct. That is correct. And I would, okay, and I also like to understand that the different um, models, you know, purchase of insurance over there than we have here. So I understand that Damola is talking about what issues we currently have. Our home country, especially with uh, the Africa environment. But is this applicable to the way people react to the purchase of insurance over there? Because I think that's where we'll be able to answer this question you know, uh, accurately and correctly. Mm-hmm. So, do they also have all of these trust issues the purchase of insurance over there? Seeing the fact that insurance is one important thing and uh, um, people are actually seeing how it works. So mm-hmm. that's what I just want to. I just wanted to put that close so that we are able to get to the best. Okay, so um, really great questions, right? And and I and, and I'll kind of give you a background here. Trust for insurance companies is the primary currency that they deal in. Um, one of my lecturers um, always mentioned that. If, if you start out by believing and understanding that insurance companies are in the business of paying claims, everything else falls into place after that. 
right? Which means that insurance companies are not in the business of denying claims. Insurance companies are not in the business of um, deceiving customers. Insurance companies are not in the business of, um, you know, falsifying or overselling or misrepresenting um, the benefits that they're giving, right? So we we start from that angle. Um, when Blue Cross Blue Shield, which were really the pioneers of the insurance industry in the United States uh, started, one of the primary reasons was because people viewed hospitals as a place where they went to die. Um, everything was based on curative healthcare. Until they started thinking about the fact that, you know, if people had access to knowledge about what health in and they could do that fairly simply without friction, we actually increase the likelihood that they live longer. Insurance companies here operate with the same currency of trust. And the only way you build that currency of trust is in your historic claim payments. Right. When you ask an insurance company, what is your track record of paying claims? That is the number one basis on which you're going to make a decision for whether this insurer is worthy or not. And it's the same thing that carries across whether we're focused on someone buying a policy for their family back home or someone buying a policy primarily for themselves to consume here. Right. And the way Flurry is thinking about it, Amola, coming back to your question, we could have chosen to create a marketplace that has every insurance company on the platform. But that would mean that we have very little leverage and very little control to build in the element of trust. And so the way Flurry goes about it is to intentionally engage the best insurers with the best track record in the countries where we're operating to have them on the platform first. And so when we started in Ghana, the goal was to identify who was going to be the best partners to work with. We spoke to several insurers. Not all of them are on our platform. Right. We had to establish what would be the playbook for what makes a good insurance partner. Right. And identify them, which means that we're having discussions around the benefits, the products that we're putting out there, how effective the products would be, remediation factors, governance um, for any issues that come up to make sure that we're bringing the best service to the people who are buying this. Because in reality, Flurry isn't selling health insurance. Flurry is selling peace of mind and financial security for immigrants in the diaspora. Three months ago, my mom had a mild heart attack. I live the very story we're actually building for. From the moment when she was taken to the hospital to when my, my sister called me to inform me, to letting me know what was going on. The things that play in my mind, the anxiety that I felt, the fear that I had, is the same for the millions of immigrants who live in the diaspora, away from the people that they care about. And mm. so how are we focused on solving those things? How do we bring peace of mind in that process? So that's what's important for us to, to remember that trust is key and we're optimizing for trust by being selective and intentional about who gets on the Flurry platform as an insurance partner.
I mean, I think it's, it's that bit that we still struggle with Australia in this part of the world, right? <laughs> Understanding that the currency that we spend is trust. Tell, tell us, you know, the journey, like the customer journey and how it works, really. Just give us a, a vivid picture of how it works so mm-hmm. we can embody exactly how Flurry impacts people. When you think about Flurry, you're thinking about the you know the Nigerian or the Ghanaian or the Kenyan, you know Tanzanian, um, you know immigrant who lives in the U.S. or in Australia, and, and I'll tell you interestingly, you know who could also live in Nigeria. For the person who's living outside their, of their primary country of birth, that has dependents that rely on them, right? Dependents who you know, they support. The beginning of that journey with Flurry is them looking for a way to better care for those family members, right? And one of the biggest requests that they get all the time is, hey, um, grandma is sick. You know, mommy is not feeling well. Uh, Your cousin um, is not doing okay. This person got in an accident, right? Uh And then the headache that comes from them having to go find a Western Union or a MoneyGram or downloading Uh an app and trying to figure out what the exchange rate is going to be or even Uh if they have that money budgeted that that is the big one so for for us it's about thinking of the future if if you think of the people that you care about if you have someone who depends on you that's where your journey starts so on our platform right that the tech just makes all of this happen more seamlessly but it's really you're coming on platform uh, on flurry to be able to identify one i have this person that i want to be able to cover i want them to have healthcare that they can access at any t- point in time with no hassle right and i want a way to be able to do that not just like that but sustainably right so you're on our platform you're giving us the information on who you want to cover what country are they in what is their name their gender you know their age uh do they have any known uh pre-existing conditions right from there what kind of benefits would you like them to have once you told us all of these things flurry is going to tell you that out of the insurance companies that we work with these are the policies in the right order that fit the need that you're looking for so you have choice Mm. right it's not a one size fits all you have choice right Mm. and then you find the best policy for what you want them to have whether you want them to be able to go to South Africa for care, or you just want them uh-huh. to, to have um, care in Nigeria. If you want them to be able to come to the U.S. to come for care, right, uh-huh. that is going to be different factors that you're dealing with. And we're going to show you, you know, what the different options are. Now, you purchase a policy. Um, it's as simple as attaching your your card or your bank account uh, to facilitate that transaction. We also give you the choice of being able to pay either monthly, quarterly, uh, semi-annually, or annually, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and making it as easy as possible, the same way you get health insurance for yourself to be able to get health insurance for this family member. And once you do that, there's a whole lot of work that is going on in the background that we take care of, right? For making sure that the policy gets underwritten, the policy contract is going to be delivered to the doorstep of your family member. They're going to get their ID card um, along with the list of providers that they have in the network that you've chosen for them. Um, They will have a hotline number that they can call 24-7 to be able to let us know if there's anything that we need to deal with. But for the beneficiary in the country, it's really one thing. We are making it stupid easy to just walk into a hospital um, or to a pharmacy or to any service provider that accepts that insurance to be able to get that care, period. Take your card, go to the hospital, go get the care that you need so that in an emergency, nobody has to be called. They go right away, whether it's ambulance, ambulance service, pharmacy, they need to buy uh, pharmaceuticals. We want to make it easy for them and give you that peace of mind knowing even if it is 12 a.m., they don't have to call you and tell you at that 12 a.m. They can call you and tell you in the next morning and let you know, hey, follow me, that policy that you bought mommy, she had to be taken to the hospital yesterday and it was all taken care of. That is how we're measuring success um, on this platform. And that's basically what the journey looks like from the the diasporan immigrant who comes on the platform to the end when the, the beneficiary receives their card to start using their policy. Okay, I think I particularly like the fact that there's a lot of um, you know customer segmentation when it comes to you know fixing the product to what the customer is But I, I'm also um particular about putting um, issues around out of pocket healthcare. Say for instance in terms of emergency where um the hospital probably can confirm what we do. I mean I use an HMO here, and um, mm-hmm. there are certain times when we have to, you know, sometimes pay out of pocket. Mm-hmm. And although we get reimbursement, but at the end of the day, you would have actually gone through the pain of having to ask people for money, or if you don't have money, where we have to borrow from a friend or something. So, how exactly are you able to manage all of out of experience yeah. and issues? Yeah, especially some of the especially some of the exclusions that you might have and uh, some some things yeah. that might not be covered so we do we do a very good job of explaining um in your policy contract you know what is covered and what is not covered right um and what is covered is, is simply um you know things that we we can mitigate for right um if it's not covered then you're already aware uh, from the beginning that, you know, when it comes to these things and what's not covered is not much. Um, they're mostly, you know, around pre-existing conditions that exist. And even then, right, we have different policies to be able to address that. Um, that way we eliminate those things. For instance, critical care, right? Critical care might not be on some of the, uh, the lower end policies, but if critical care is important, for a relative to have, then we have a policy that provides critical care or provide um, critical care as a supplement that is being purchased, right? Now, what you also touched on, Fulumi, was what happens in an emergency if they get sent to a hospital 
that is not in the network. Um, now, here's where it gets interesting, right? I mentioned very early on that Flurry, um, as a company, is interested in owning the end-to-end experience. What we're doing, at least in Ghana, is the fact that we're providing uh, a certain level of provision, right? A revolving fund that is meant to take care of these um, escalating situations, such that our priority is to make sure that your relative gets the care they need at the time they need, no matter what happens. Afterwards, we go deal with the insurance company. And that's the difference between if you were in a country and you were going to go deal with the insurance company yourself and it's 12 a.m. or it's 1 a.m. and you've been rushed to the hospital, you're not going to be able to reach them, right? But Flaring makes it different in that we are going to cover that and then take it up with the insurance company after. If it's not an emergency, then you have a choice, right? If you really want to use that provider because that's where you are, but it's not an emergency, then you go ahead and do that. You're going to have to pay for that out of pocket. And then there's a claim reimbursement process in our platform that helps you um, get reimbursed for that. But when it deals with emergencies, we optimize to take care of the beneficiary first. The immigrants part to a good extent mm-hmm. is a good sell, right? Uh, is something that is the peace of mind that definitely they want to 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 have, right? Mm-hmm. And being able to provide a kind of solution where their their loved ones will get care. But on the other side, right, is the the insurers mm-hmm. who are on the ground here in in Africa in in the countries where you are engaging. Now that bit uh, you have limited control, mm-hmm. right? So. How do you manage that relationship, ensuring claims are being paid, ensuring that uh, even the, the the experiences of, of this loved one, these people at the care centers, healthcare centers are mm-hmm. uh, what it should be, mm-hmm. you know? So how, how do you manage all of that? So the, the insurance relationship has been really great. The mm. the fact that we're intentional with who our partners are and, and just to give okay. um, a, an overview, our core pilot is happening in Ghana, right? So we're working with uh, Glyco Healthcare, Premier Health Insurance. We're working with Nationwide um, Insurance. And for them, it is us. We have a really good relationship that allows us to be able to make sure that we're holding them accountable to their service providers on their network, right? Um, The money comes from the insurance companies to pay the claims. So it is in the provider's best interest to provide the the highest level of care. We also Mm. survey uh, the beneficiaries who go to the hospital to be able to make sure that the level of care that they receive are commensurate with the level of care that the insurers are promising. The other part of how we manage that is the establishment of a governance board. Right, So we have a governance board that has two representatives for every insurer that we work with. This is how we make sure that anything that comes up has adequate redress. Anything that, mm. that comes up is being addressed uh, properly. So that's um, how we're mitigating against these things. Um, and as we expand, as we acquire more customers, um, there's going to be more leverage to be able to, to, to have on the market in this way. Mm. Yeah. Hi, I'm Dr. Neto, founder and CEO of Wella Health, where we're working on affordable access to healthcare 
using technology and alternative care pathways, microinsurance being central to our work. I'm delighted to be on a chat on InsurTech Business Series where we talk about some of the stuff we're learning at Wella Health and how we can improve insurance adoption across Nigeria and Africa. Enjoy. From your engagements now with people already at the moment, with insurers and, and likes, yo, what's the vision? So I, I think insurance has been around uh, for a long time. Creative insurance is just starting. And like mm. you mentioned, you know, we have companies like uh, Bima, Wellvis, you know, Reliance that are doing some really interesting things in the market. We expect that to continue to grow. And as we do more business with um, insurance on the continent, it's only going to get better. Our ultimate vision is to improve access to quality healthcare for a billion people, mm. right? Then we realize that we can't just stick to those who have relatives abroad. It's mm. going to come down to how are we able to move the needle, uh, the needle for the Africans who live on the African continent, um, who do mm. not have relatives abroad. How do we make sure that we're designing products that impact them, right? And that's something that we're going to see. What we're bringing is unlocking a capital that has always just been seen for its size, but never for its mm. value, right? Mm. This is going to bring accountability. And we see this in yeah. different aspects of, you know, that remittance flow and the creativity that mm. we're going to have more leverage. Think about it. Mm. If the money is flowing from relatives abroad down, it means that now hospitals are going to start recognizing that they're being judged based on the care that they're providing mm. for the money that mm. the diasporans are bringing back. We are expecting that the hospitals are going to start making more investments in the healthcare provision, in the number of doctors, right? Because as more claims mm. are being paid, then we're supercharging the healthcare system to be able to solve mm. some of the structural and systemic issues that primarily have not been able to solve because they were marketing and trying to sell to the same group of people who have a big challenge with affordability. What we've done is taking the equation of affordability from the local continent to the diaspora. And that we think is going to change a lot of how that value chain looks like, right? Mm. We're going to see how that plays out. We're very hopeful. Um, and we think a lot more people are, are going to start unlocking more of that value in, in, in the diaspora. Um, okay. um, I think that's a fantastic thing that you guys are really doing. It's a, it's a good one to have actually found that marketplace and address the need in that marketplace. But I read an article recently saying that over time, as much as technology is developing here and there, that insurance moved from insurance of property to insurance of things and services. And I know that um, with the current um, insurance structure that is very is currently doing, uh, um, do you see yourself penetrating the insurance market wider and bigger space? For instance, we are looking to the general insurance market or all of that. You're you're definitely correct, right? And um, there's a reason why insurance penetration. Um, 
in the continent and in most emerging economies um, are low, right? That's several factors from regulatory, uh, cultural, uh, financial, that, that holds a lot of that back. Our primary focus, like I mentioned, is around the, the immigrant, right? How do we make life more bearable for the person who's left their, their country of birth um, to find a life that allows them to better support their families and their loved ones back home? Right. And this means that if you look at that immigrant, what, what are they spending currently on? Huge funeral costs, right? Um, in Ghana and other places like Ghana. So it is it, it is natural that we're going to be moving into the final rights and, and, and funeral policy space. We're going to be moving, um, if God permits, um, into the life insurance space and really capitalizing and expanding on um, the health insurance access, right? Um, by diversifying and adding more products because it makes sense. They're already spending thousands of dollars a year in being able to do these things, you know, at full cost. We're all going to die, right? We understand that. How do you mitigate that? And how do you make sure that when that happens, you're better prepared? Going to take a credit Uh card debt of twenty thirty thousand dollars to pay for a funeral back home when it could have been mitigated with the life insurance policy um mm. makes sense for immigrants to be able to have access to right mm. we just want to connect that bridge and make it possible for them to live life slightly more dignified or more intentional right, that, that's amazing so for flurry now What's what's the plan like in terms of investors or investments and partnerships going forward? Flurry is currently raising, right? So we're we're raising our pre- right. round. Um, we're continuously talking to um, investors um, in terms of product launch. Like um, we're in private beta, so we started selling policies, just not publicly. September thirtieth is going to be our soft launch. Um, when we're going to open this up to uh, to the public and start seeing more of that customer acquisition um, rapidly building up, right? Um, so that's that's where we are right now in terms of launching September 30th. Um, and you can hear about us, talk about us, see us everywhere um, in that sense um, as we get the word out. But for now, we're, we're in private beta, uh, working with fewer customers that, that are coming in more intentionally Mm. but making sure that we're we're working out the kinks in this pipeline so that the experience um, can truly be um, scalable for for the immigrants and then their beneficiary mm, okay yeah that, that's that's interesting so I know that you uh, joined uh, a startup studio can you tell us a bit about that and also uh, once you launch are you where are you launching? I know you're from Ghana, so is it? Are we, are we starting in Ghana? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> in terms of the the venture studio, right? Um, Rev One, Rev One, Ohio is the is the insurance capital of the United States. We're lucky to be here, and Rev One has a lot of experience, expertise, um, and access within the the insurance space here. Also, they, they do a very good job of supporting uh, startups that are here in Columbus. Um, and, and we also have some um, other support from Venture Studios um, around the state. They help with bringing a lot of expertise, higher level thinking and strategy around what we're doing. 
And then in regards to the launch itself, uh, our core business model is we work with local insurance partners in the countries. And so for that, we're going to be launching that in Ghana. But like I mentioned before, we're going to be going to market also with our partnership with Cigna, which allows us to be able to sell plans that give global access across Africa. So someone, you could buy a policy in Nigeria for a relative um, on the mm. Cigna plan. If that mm. is the level of care that you're looking for, much, much higher, up to a million dollars in coverage. Premiums are also slightly more elevated than with the local partners, but you have access to a whole lot more facilities, right? 1.73 uh, million facilities around uh, the world. Um, also, like I mentioned, that people who want their relatives to be able to come for care here or in the UK where they live, right? So we uh. provision for this with these uh, policies. We're also working with another partnership um, with an insurance South Africa that is going to provide us core coverage in Africa. Um, that uh. is also going to be coming out uh, September 30th as we tighten up on, on our agreements. So while we're launching our core product in Ghana, um, we're going to be in 54 countries in Africa uh, starting September 30th. Right, so wow. we'll, that we'll be able to provide coverage for. Are you still seeking partners, um, other investors? Are you still actively seeking partners? Yes, yes. So we have we have a partnership roadmap for what we're doing, and we're working along those timelines. So you're going to start seeing partner acquisitions coming into the platform um, on a progressive basis. It was really important that we tighten up and we look down on um, our core partners going into the launch, and then work with and other partners getting access to to the platform. Oh, okay, that, that, that's that's great. Uh, well, it's been it's been amazing uh, talking about Flurry and uh, what you're doing. It's it's quite quite interesting, and I, I like the way it ties very much into the third uh, SDG goal, right? Providing good healthcare and well-being. And I mean, kudos to you guys. And so for people who are listening and, you know, they want to reach out, uh, who want to uh, propose partnerships or maybe an investor who wants to, to come in, um, how, how can, can people reach out to you? LinkedIn or? Well, we're, we're on Facebook, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Twitter, uh, we're on Instagram, right? So uh, Flurry Health for um, Instagram and Twitter, you know, you'll find us at Join Flurry. Um, on Facebook and then on LinkedIn, that will be uh, Flurry. You could also go to www.joinflurry.com and that's for anybody who's trying to buy a policy or wants to check us out, walk through the process from the website. Um, we're also available on website, uh, on WhatsApp, via text, via email. Just going to the website will give you access to um, all of our contacts. But I personally am primarily on LinkedIn. Um, it's about the only p- platform I'm able to manage myself. So we're, we're very open, very accessible. Um, my, my co-founders are also available on, on LinkedIn, you know, and, and the team is small, but, but very uh, dynamic around the work that we're doing. I don't know about you following me. I mean, it's been an, an interesting conversation. Yeah, it has been for me too. Um, as a matter of fact, I think it's um, one of the interesting conversations I've been to, you know, have, especially having to penetrate a new market. Like, it's exciting for me and all of the partnerships and all of the you know, technology used 
I think I'm excited about it. I see very coming bigger than what it is, what it's going to be. And uh, I would be happy, or we would be happy to actually be partakers of the success of the Thank you so much, Sam. Well, I appreciate it. it. It's been really great talking to you. Um, I know we've had conversations before this um, and seeing what you're doing in the insurance space, as well as leveraging this platform uh, to let people understand, you know, what is possible. Um, the primary problems for, for Africa, the challenges in Africa remain pretty much the same. And anybody solving problems in this space, um, one, is going to be having impact and two, has the opportunity to um, to build a successful business, right? Um, as we focus on healthcare, um, education, we focus on, on transportation, logistics, um, and, and, and we focus on, on financial access, right? That unlocks yeah a lot of value, uh, including agriculture, uh, that, that unlocks a lot of value for all parties involved, right? And at the end of the day, you know, the most important thing is we're building a company um, for immigrants, by immigrants, focused on, you know, providing the kind of service that my grandmother is going to be proud of, that your mm. is going to be proud of, right? At the end of the day, every decision that we make comes from a place of, you know, what is my mother going to feel like when she's using this product? And and that doesn't happen often, right? We have worked yeah. on a lot of uh, different ideas, lots of different companies. It's not often that you get to make something that is extremely personal, extremely interesting to all intersect um, at the same time, be uh, a hopefully profitable business as well. Great. Yeah. So we look forward to for the engagement and, and yeah, just really just being a part of, of the Flurry story. And yeah, we're happy to 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 have this conversation and definitely, definitely it's gonna continue. Uh, definitely wish you uh, all the very best yourself and the team at Flurry. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hi, and welcome to the news update. My name is Oka Olua the headlines. Alliance and Jubilee Insurance enters strategic partnership in East Africa. Autogenius rethinks customer engagement with AI chatbot. Nikon sets to release IT guidelines for industry players. Now the details. Alliance and Jubilee Insurance enters strategic partnership in East Africa. Leading insurance group Alliance has just signed an agreement with East Africa's largest insurance group, Jubilee Holdings Limited, in order to explore new business opportunities in the five countries Jubilee currently operates. The partnership which covers general insurance business is one, according to the regional CEO of Alliance Africa, that will foster growth by delivering innovative solutions and superior quality service made possible by the combined expertise of both organizations. Autogenius rethinks customer engagement with AI chatbot. Digital insurance platform Autogenius has announced that its customers will now be able to buy affordable health insurance easily and faster via WhatsApp or Telegram with the help of their new AI chatbot called Alex. 
This, according to the general manager, Adebowale Banjo, is necessitated by their drive to offer Nigerians innovative and flexible insurance plans alongside ease of service delivery. NICOM sets to release IT guidelines for industry players. The National Insurance Commission, which is regulator of the insurance industry in Nigeria, has disclosed that guidelines for IT in the industry would be released very soon. This is coming as the Commission for Insurance, Sunday Thomas, announced that the NICOM portal, which has been in the works since 2014, has now been fixed. Speaking at a journalist's dinner in Uyo, the commissioner said, It is no longer going to be historical reporting, it is going to be reporting as at now. If you tap anybody in the commission, he or she should be able to tell you the transactions in the market in the last four days. That is the objective. That is where we are heading to. And that's it on the news updates. The rest of the show continues with Damola and Fulumi. Do stay tuned. Hi, InsurTech Business Series. Thank you for the good work that you're doing. Your podcasts are always interesting, thought-provoking, and educational. I am Ines, and I'm following you from Johannesburg, South Africa. So, guys, welcome back. I'm sure you enjoyed this interactive session with Sam. It was, um, I mean, it's good to know that there are a lot of um, different ways to buy insurance without having to step out of the borders or even buying away from the shores of Nigeria and covering people within a particular place. Like, imagine um, if you have, um, an, if you're able to buy insurance, health insurance actually, for someone you left behind if you're in the diaspora, you know, that's that's a good thing. It means that you, you are not just... Um, you don't you don't feel that guilt of abandoning mm, yeah. your family. Uh, you are able to cater for them as much as you are able to focus on what it is that took you out of your country of origin from the very first beginning. So I think that's that's, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. What they're doing is quite interesting and it's something that I think that is quite key because I mean it's well documented that you know the diaspora people in the diaspora send money home, you know, for different reasons you know various reasons and chief of those reasons are health related you know mama is ill you know you send money you know uh, papa is ill you send money and flurry is saying hey let's help you save money let's help you uh, ensure that these loved ones that you left behind in, in in africa they are getting the best care possible give us that assignment that would help ensure that that is that is the case that's what they are doing and they are helping give people in the diaspora the peace of mind and it's just reimagining how insurance is being sold and bought you know see people you know in in, in america in, in in different parts of the world they're able to buy insurance for their mother their father back here in africa in, in ghana in nigeria in south africa and these people here have access to all of these health centers within their country and even outside. You know, so it's 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 just it's just amazing because it, it opens a lot of opportunities, you know, for them and 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 yeah. it makes us see that a lot of things can come out of you just thinking about you know how insurance really can be taken to a new level. And and that's what I see from from what they are doing. Africa is 
definitely for me the new playground when it comes to you know innovation around in um technology and insurance and this is one way that that they are able, that, that they are doing that in creating a marketplace where people can buy insurance from from another country mm-hmm. for people in in another in a entirely different uh, continent so it's, it's quite interesting and uh uh we are excited to see how how that grows you know i i actually like the fact that they've been able to break the market barrier you know um and i like that they are penetrating this particular market so you're seeing an opportunity somewhere you know um I don't think there are a lot of people that have actually been able to crack that particular code, but you know, for you to actually have adopted this model mm. into your business and you're running with mm. it and you've been able to carve a niche for the business. I mean, insurance is, it's a lot. It's, insurance is versatile. Mm. You have different um, aspects of insurance, but you come in to sell insurance to people in the diaspora to cover people in your own country that's in africa i think that's a very good one and it's interesting because now it gives it not it not only assures you um of the fact that you're able to cater to your loved ones but it gives you that peace of mind which is the actual purpose mm. of insurance that i'm gone and regardless i'm not mm. going to pay um out of my mm. nose to fund particular health yeah. issues because i have clearly covering this particular aspect mm. for me so that there's just that peace of mind you have that lets you know that okay this is not an area i have to bother yeah. myself about because I've got yeah. it covered. For me again is I see it as insurance you know for Africans by Africans, right? The founders are, are, yeah. are from Ghana. And so yeah. they have that personal experience that they can draw from and some of these risks, some of these challenges are things that they have faced even personally. So they can they are customers in 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 and themselves. You know, so they know what mm-hmm. the customer, what 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 people in the diaspora are facing. They're able to see that and hey, this is a problem. Why not create a solution around that problem that can help people have that peace of mind, like mm-hmm. you said. And so it, it's it's quite interesting. Yeah. And yeah. you know, we are happy to to help and support them in any way that we they can when they're ready to come into Nigeria. You know, so and and yeah, we're happy to be a part of that conversation as well. Oh, oh, let's let's not forget to congratulate them. On yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. in Yeah, congratulations, Sam and team. You guys are amazing, and um, keep up the good work. Really, um, we're sure that you enjoyed today's um, session, and you are also keen and interested in following up with all of these conversations. So. Again, they are available on LinkedIn. We are available on Twitter. You can also reach us um, via our email address. Um, it's also embedded in our LinkedIn handle. So we appreciate your time. We appreciate your support. We also appreciate um, the fact that you've sent in your reviews about how exactly to, you know, reshaping the entire podcast. So thank you, thank you very much, and we hope to engage you one of these days, you know, just to have like our um, audience um, perspective about insurance. 
not just um, specialists yeah. in the industry, just even hear what you have to say about um, what you think about the insurance industry generally and how we should be able to use technology to unless, you know, that bit. Well, thank you once again for listening. Yeah, thank you very much. I remain feeling me and my Yeah, co-host. Damola, it was a pleasure and see you. Stay safe. All right.